Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're talking about developing friendships. We're talking about how we work through the racial tension that we've felt over the last year. And today we're talking with author and counselor Gary Chapman on SOS Radio. How are you, Gary? I am doing great, Scott. I hope you are. Now, Gary's written books like The Five Love Languages and The Four Seasons of Marriage, and actually has a new book called Life-Changing Cross-Cultural Friendships. And Gary, when you write a book about friendship, you have to know a little bit something about how you make friends. I mean, it's not as easy making friends as an adult as it was when we were in high school. <laughs> well, you know, I think many people uh, don't have very many friends, to be honest with you. I remember I was in a restaurant and I saw a gentleman uh, by himself. He was African-American and I just uh, walked up to him as I was leaving and said, excuse me. I said, I'm working on doing some research on having cross-cultural friendships. I said, could I ask you a question? And he said, sure. I said, do you have a close personal friend of a different race or culture? And he thought a moment and he said, I don't have a friend in my own culture. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and the reality is, especially with men, there are many men that don't have a close personal friend. They have a lot of acquaintances, but not friendships. Gary, what do you think the key is in developing those acquaintances into something that might actually feel like a friendship? Because it feels awkward just to think about like, oh, I want to be friends with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't walk up and just say that. (laughs) But I think if we have the picture that people who make the greatest impact on others are people who are friends with others. If in life we have the perspective that we want to have a positive impact on the world, then we take that attitude that I want to enrich the lives of the people that I encounter. And often it begins with just an introduction of yourself and a a brief conversation. And sometimes then it leads to a second conversation. And it's through time together as we just talk about life that friendships develop. It's funny because a lot of times we'll go to a church and we'll look and we'll notice there's a lot of people that are a lot like me. They talk like me. They look a lot like me and our kids the same way. And and sometimes in our kids, we'll see that they have a little more diversity in some of their friendships because of the schools they're going to and the places that they're running and the sports that they're playing. But for adults, the cross-cultural friendships have become really challenging and strained in a lot of ways just because I don't know if it's political tension or if it's just different experiences. I heard an author, Sharon, about how a lot of men and women have differences of opinion. But when you go into your church, you see certain people groups, right? And when you ask like white evangelicals, like, do you feel like there's a lot of racism in our country? It's like 30 or 40 percent of them will say, yeah. But when you ask an African-American, do you feel like there's a lot of racism in our country? And it's upwards of like 75 percent say, yes, definitely. Yeah, it all depends on who you are. If you have been put down and felt like you've been held down and you don't have equal opportunity, then, yeah, you're going to see that a lot of times it is associated with race. If you haven't experienced that, then you're less likely to see that there is a problem. Now, if we want to get a picture of what God's like on a practical level, we look at Jesus, right? We look at the way that he interacted with other people. It was a pretty good example of what friendship and discipleship look like. But Gary, what have you noticed about the way that Jesus handled developing cross-cultural friendships and relationships? Well, you know, he set a pretty good example for us with the Samaritan woman. 
You know, the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other. Nothing to do with each other. You don't mess with each other. I mean, you talk about segregation. It was there. Jesus went into Samaria. Not only that, he talked to a lady who was not a very wholesome person by her own uh, admissions. Not only that, but he stuck with her in conversation until he had an opportunity to share with her that she could have eternal life, that she could be forgiven of all of her past sins. And that's a pretty good example for us of reaching out across cultural lines and going against what other people around us might be doing in order to reach out and have a meaningful, helpful relationship with someone of a different race or culture. We're talking with Dr. Gary Chapman today at SWS Radio, and we're talking about friendships, but when we go to a church or we're involved in different groups where there's a little more diversity than we're comfortable with, and it's hard enough making friends with people that are a lot like you, it can be a little intimidating to say, you know what, I want to understand other people better. I mean, Gary, what have you learned about overcoming the fear of developing cross-cultural relationships? My experience with Clarence Schuler, who's the co-author of this book, and we've been friends, I mean, close personal friends for over 50 years. You know, I met him when he was 14 years old. I was probably 27. I was a youth director in the church. And uh, he showed up with one of his friends at one of our youth meetings, you know, like two black faces with 100 white kids. And back in the days and back this, this is when uh, segregation in schools was just starting back in the late 60s. So, you know, but he took the risk of coming to that youth meeting and we received him and welcomed him. And eventually in two years, he became a Christian. And then I discipled him. So, you know, many friendships, at least for Christians, many friendships start with a desire to see the person that you have an acquaintance with. You see them, you know, maybe at work or in sports events, you see them. You don't have a relationship that you could really share the gospel with them and share the love of Christ with them. So we have a, even a higher motivation to reach out to build friendships across cultural lines because Christ told us to go to the whole world, you know, and share the good news and make disciples of people from all nations. And if we simply stick with our own people, then we're not fulfilling the commission that Christ gave us. So, Gary, you've studied friendships, and you've studied racial tension, and you've studied communication and studied marriage relationships, but what would you suggest as some first steps to take in embracing more cross-cultural friendships? Yeah, I think the first thing is just to recognize the need and how cross-cultural friendships can help us understand each other better. We have conceptions of people who have a different race or culture because of what we've taught or what we've been experienced but it says you get to know someone of a different race or culture, that you get to learn their perspective, you know, and what has brought them to their perspective. And so it, it's the only way we're ever going to resolve racial tensions, in my opinion. You know, what if every Christian in this country had at least one really close personal friendship with someone of a different race or culture? I think it would change things. And, and the first step sometimes is just asking God, you know, Lord, is there somebody that's already in my acquaintance? You know, I see them at work or, or church or wherever, but I don't have a relationship with them. But is there someone there that I might initiate a conversation with? Maybe ask them out to lunch and, and have a conversation and get to know them a bit and just see what happens. Friendships are not going to happen unless someone takes the initiative 
to have a conversation with someone of a different race or culture. There's a difference between race and a difference between ethnicity, and we're talking about how we discern all of that as we're embracing new friendships. And we're talking with Dr. Gary Chapman today at SWS Radio, and you actually wrote a book with your lifelong friend, Clarence Schuler, and you talk a lot about cross-cultural friendships. And in the context of forming relationships with people that come from a different race or a different ethnicity, you want to foster an idea of of unity, right? You know, it's like, do you take a form of colorblindness? Do you take a form of difference? I mean, when you want to talk through how you've come from one lifestyle, they've come from a different lifestyle, and their experience as an African-American person or a Hispanic person is different than we come from as white middle-class people, Gary. Yeah, and and here's the reality. None of us chose our race. None of us chose the family in which we grew up. None of us choose the culture in which we grew up, you know, and consequently, God is a God of diversity. (laughs) Let's face it, you know, and his intention is that people of all ethnicities, all cultures, all races come to know Jesus. And we're called to make disciples of all people. And so there is a sense in which the world has come to us here in America You know, we've sent missionaries for years to other countries, and we still do that, and we still should be doing that. But how about those of us who live here, beginning to make friendships that will lead, hopefully, to discipleship and helping each other grow in our relationship with Christ? I just think there's tremendous potential here. The church in America has an opportunity to do this, and I think it's something everyone can do. You know, people are saying to me, you know, with all the racial tensions, what what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Well, I think here's one thing we can do. We can ask God to lead us to someone of a different race or culture with whom we can build a friendship. And out of that friendship, we'll have an opportunity to share our relationship with Christ. Maybe they're already Christians. That's great. Then we'll help each other. So uh, I just think it's something that's doable And it's certainly something I believe is on the heart of God. Gary, you've studied psychology and relationships and communication through the decades. And is taking a perspective of colorblindness a good way to embrace relationships? Or is that sort of toxic because you want to recognize that there are differences so you can talk about them and work through them? We prefer not to use the word colorblind. Now, I understand what people mean, I think, when they say that. They mean that they, they don't want to make distinctions between their races or cultures. But the reality is we're not colorblind. Uh, we should celebrate diversity. We should celebrate uh, our color and our race and our culture, the differences that are there, rather than saying, I don't see any differences. Because sometimes, for example, an African-American guy said to me, if a guy says he's colorblind, I'm thinking, what's wrong with you, man? You can't you see that my skin's black? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and my experience is different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's not a matter of of denying the differences. And if you're going to be colorblind, then what color are we all? Are we all white, <laughs> or are we all black? So no, I, we we just prefer not to use that word, even though we understand what people mean by it. But we say let, let's just let's celebrate the fact that that we are different. And let's celebrate the differences and let's talk about the differences and let's learn from each other and hopefully encourage each other in coming to, first of all, know Christ and then walking and growing in our relationship with him. When we want to develop fresh friendships and develop those acquaintances into something that really can be a meaningful relationship, we take time. 
and we communicate. And we're talking with Dr. Gary Chapman today at SWS Radio. It's interesting, Gary, because all the studies show if you want to grow a friendship, it's not really as much about what you have in common or where you live or where you work. It's more about how much time you spend with someone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there are, there are work friendships, for example. There are people who at work, at their place of work, they will spend a break sometime with, with someone with whom they work of a different race or culture. Or maybe they'll even have lunch together or they certainly attend business meetings together. But it doesn't go beyond that. And that's good. I mean, that's, that's, that's fine. It's a, work, it's a work friendship. But then if you move from that job and go to another job, most of the time, those people that you had lunch with or that you had conversations with, and you would have called them a friend, and in a sense they are, but you don't keep in touch with each other. It's not a long-term friendship. It's a, it's a situational friendship. There are guys, for example, that play golf together, and they would say that they're friends, and, they're, and they're, maybe there's different cultures involved. But if they drop out of the foursome or whatever group it is, uh, chances are they might get a phone call from one person maybe once or twice, but then they don't ever hear from them again. So it was a situational friendship. It's not a lifelong, you know, really deep personal friendship. So I think we start where we are, and some people don't even have those kind of relationships or friendships. We start where we are, but we, we want to move to where we're really sharing life with each other. And we know what's going on in each other's lives. And we're praying, if we're married, we're praying for each other, for their spouses, for their children. And we're asking, always asking, what can I do to help you? You know, how can we help each other? And imagine what would happen if every Christian in this country had that kind of relationship with someone else of a different race or culture, and we're all trying to help each other. Wow. It would change the climate. You know the people that are in your office that don't really talk to anybody and they're just kind of on their own and maybe they don't fit in in the typical big group or the same thing at church. There's certain people you see that are social and there's some people that just kind of go off by themselves and maybe, yeah, on the surface they kind of look awkward or they don't look like they fit in with your style or run with the natural easy circle of people that you just tend to default to. But reaching out to people, that's where it starts. It's like investing in people, seeing people for who they are, asking questions and saying, you know what, even if people aren't inviting me to things, I'm going to go out of my way to bounce the ball over there again and again and again. And I'm at least going to try and show these people that I see them and that I'm interested in who they are. Yeah, and it can start anywhere. You know, we tell the story of a lady in a grocery store. There was a white lady and a black lady that would periodically see each other, you know, shopping. And they would usually just say, hey, good morning, you know, just as they passed each other. And they kept seeing each other. And finally, the white lady said to the black lady, she said, this must be your shopping day. And she said, yes, it is. And she said, well, how are you doing? And she said, well, I'm doing fairly well. She said, but my grand- my mother's sick. And she started talking about her mother. And uh, so this lady said, well, you know, my name. And she gave her a name. And they gave each other's names. And she said, well, what is your mother's name? I'd like to pray for her. And so she gave her her mother's name, and she started praying for her. So every week when they would run into each other in the grocery store, the next couple of weeks she would ask, how's your mother doing? You know, and after a couple of weeks, she said, you know, would it be okay if I visited your mother and prayed with her just personally? And she said, well, yes, I, that would be fine, you know. So she got the address, and she went over, took flowers, and met her mother and prayed with her mother. And the next week in the grocery store, the lady said, you know, my mother was shocked 
that a white lady would come to her house and bring her flowers and pray for her, somebody she didn't even know. And she said, well, you know, I just uh, really I've gotten to know, I wanted to get to know your mother because I've gotten to know you and I, I like you. And and eventually she asked her to have lunch with her after, you know, after shopping. And they had several lunches. And then she invited her to come to a Bible study that she had at her house. And the lady became eventually friends with several other people in the Bible study. You know, it yeah. all started in the grocery store. So, you know, it's a matter of having a vision of building a relationship with someone of a different race or culture. And God will guide you if you have a vision for it and you ask him for wisdom. I mean, it's not, it's not something that's undoable. It's something we can all do with the help of God. Well, we're talking with Dr. Gary Chapman today at Swiss Radio. He has a new book called Life-Changing Cross-Cultural Friendships, How You Can Help Heal Racial Divides One Relationship at a Time. Hey, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. Great to be with you, Scott. Keep up the good work. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.